Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined for the last time, Pete, mate, on these little podcast intro outro bits. Mm. Chopper Pequenel. Hi. How's it going? That one? That's a, that's a question. That was the last time you could have done a catchphrase. I'm, st- I'm not doing a catchphrase. So so when I listen to... Because I'm going away on holiday in July. Right. And you'll be me. Yeah. Well, Luke will be me. You'll become Luke. Possibly, yeah. Or some something Maybe like I'll that. be you and Luke will be you're, himself. You're, you'll Who be a, a, a version of both of us. Sure, yeah. Or you'll just be the... You'll just be peak one. I'll be the first chopper. Yeah. Yeah. And... Luke says, I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. And you're like, hey, chop ya, chop ya today. If I don't see ya, chop, chop afternoon, chop evening and chop night. This is not the truth. And I'm just going to yell at my podcast player of choice. Saying, God damn you, Chopper Pete. You had a catchphrase all along. <laughs> a chop phrase. Not, I'm not doing a catchphrase. I, that's what I want to happen, though. That will make me really proud of you. Will it? When, I, when I'm on holiday and I hear your catchphrase, your chop phrase. <laughs> My chop phrase. So we can crowdsource this. Okay, yeah, let's do so that. So people can email in potential chop phrases. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying so hard to say that with a straight face. Um, (laughs) send in your chop phrases to pete at wrestletalk.com because currently it's if i don't see you chop afternoon (laughs) chop evening and chop night I thought last time it was chop you later yeah 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 yeah. well i think i think this is this is better (laughs) okay Anywho, uh, I've got an email here that will only make uh, our days better from Blake Ham. Okay. The myth, the man, the legend. Blake Ham, who emailed in for the follow, follow, follow up, I think we're at now. Um, If you don't know the Chronicles of Blake Ham, go back and listen to the other podcasts. There's too much story to get into now. We should release an audiobook compendium. (laughs) We should. The Blake Ham Chronicles, I think, would be great. Um, So he says. I did indeed graduate high school at 16 years old. God damn it. I know. And he said, from now on, I'll send in 80% facts about myself and leave it up to you to determine their legitimacy. Ooh, true or false with Blake Ham. Mm. Do you want me to send in all of my 80% facts in one email or one email with all of them? Isn't that the same? Wait, say that again? Do you want me to send in all of my 80% facts in one email or one email with all of them? (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the same thing, buddy. Option B. <laughs> yeah. Um, my 80% fact for this email is that Blake was a four-sport athlete when he was 13 years oh, old because he is indeed the blueprint, not Matt Morgan, for modern man. Much love, the king of the SWAF nation, Whoa. Blake. Whoa. Whoa. He's giving himself a title now. Surely I'm the king of the SWAF nation. One would think. It's but... not a democratic process. No. Is this is this a potential coup? <laughs> it might be. Am I in a Middle Eastern country right now? Am I Blake Ham? Am I am I is it a pseudonym I've gone by? <gasps> and I'm taking over WrestleTalk. 
chop. <laughs> Chopper. Chop in hell. Uh, what uh, do you think on that? Um, what is four sports? Four sport athletes. So I reckon it's just that he played four sports, like, properly, not just like, oh, I'll occasionally go and have a kick around with a football. Mm. I, I'd say that's fairly reasonable. In the Americas, yeah. you'd presume that would be the American football. Yep. Although... Do they, are they allowed to play that so young? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I, they've got like, uh, I believe they've got like an equivalent of like little league stuff mm. for NFL. I might be wrong for, for football stuff. But so I'm going to say baseball as well. Probably. America's pastime. Yeah. Basketball. Basketball's always a good shout. And lacrosse. Lacrosse. Because that's always in every American high school movie I it's see. True. Very true. And I know like maybe 10 to 15 American people. One of them came over and visited me and my uh, my old housemate from America. He played lacrosse. And I was yeah. like, well, it's just stereotypical American then, aren't you? Um, it's not really a thing over here. No, no. I know very, very limited people that play lacrosse. In fact, I don't think I know any anymore. Maybe a couple when I was in university, but weren't really my friends. Well, well done, Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Yeah. Such a piece of crap. Anyway, um, we've got uh, a birthday shout out to do from Luke Chador. Uh, oh, cool. it's, it's his birthday when this goes up uh, on Saturday, the 22nd of June. So he said, in advance, my birthday is June 22nd, the day that a weekend ramble airs. Would make my day if you lads could just say a quick happy birthday to your favorite, totally legitimate luchador, Luke Chador. Love you guys. Thank you. So happy birthday, Luke Chador. Hope you have a great day, buddy. Happy New Year, Luke Chador. Luke Chador. Luke Chador. <laughs> It's, uh, it's like it's soup du jour, but yeah, not quite. Yeah, it's French for day. Yeah. Luke of the day. <laughs> Luke de jour. Uh, yeah, 2019's your year, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, we'll do. Uh, we'll get into the main show now, and we'll save the others for the outro. This is my fault again. I haven't eaten, and yeah. we need to. There's loads of things we need to do today. Yeah. Still picking up Luke's slack. Your audacity yeah. to go on holiday. Gosh darn it, Luke. Uh, but let's get into the main show where we're going to be talking about what's next for All Elite Wrestling. Here's the show. What is next for AEW? Because this week, a lot of news has come out. This is all off the back of last Friday, where all-out ticket sales went on general sale. In fact, there was no pre-sale this time. It was just all in one go. Uh, with the other events so far, so Double or Nothing and All In, which strictly isn't technically an AEW event, but for the purposes of this, let's just say it is. They had pre-sale tickets, and most of that went very quickly. And then they put it onto general sale. This was all general sale immediately. So you had a proper snapshot of demand and apparently there were over 70,000 people in the queue. The way you know this is you log on to the site, you're waiting for the tickets, tickets go on sale, and it says, you are number, blah, blah, blah. And one poor sod. <laughs> this, but bear in mind, this is logging in on the, the second that it goes live. Mm -hmm. One poor sod gets a, a confirmation, you're number 72,500. <laughs> That's the largest number the Wrestling Observer have been able to confirm. That is... An absurd amount of people. Yeah. And, and the thing is, when you have that many people, they're not just going to be buying single tickets either. They're going to be buying two, three, four tickets for them and their friends or family to go with. So really, you're looking at more like 120 to 130,000 tickets that people wanted to buy. And that is absurd. That's an inc a crazy demand for... Their second big show, really, that they've really promoted. Obviously, we've got Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, but those aren't kind of like being billed as like the big shows. We've had Double or Nothing and All In and All Out, and those are the kind of the big three that they've got going at the minute. That's incredible for AEW to be so early on in their lifespan to have that kind of demand already is amazing. Absolutely so, amazing. Yeah, so there's many reasons for this. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the two, three, four people. Mm -hmm. That's where it caps, though. So you're only allowed to buy four tickets per person. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, hey, let's go on a big lads trip to Chicago to watch All Out in August, maybe there'll be ten of you, and maybe each one of those people will log in and, you know, you'll try and get four tickets as part of a group. So that they've 
the, the ticketing sites are actually, and the people behind the analytics of those, it's a big business. And by their estimations, it's caught them completely off guard because, you know, you're a ticketing company, you used to Beyonce, you used to Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and then what the hell is this thing that's come out <laughs> of nowhere? It's had one proper show. Like, I haven't seen it on TV anywhere. It's a YouTube thing. And they say it's more in the estimations of over 100,000 people. They could have sold 100,000 tickets if they had the capacity. Uh, And this is, you know, just based on that first day. Usually WrestleMania doesn't sell out until, well, if it does sell out, until a week before when it's been on sale Mm -hmm. for months and months and months. Yeah. It's it's quite unprecedented that, you know, there's not much promo work that's gone into this. So, and that's accounting for bots and multiple accounts and fake accounts. Yeah. So it's absolutely unprecedented. It's the most in-demand wrestling show ever in terms of the opening amount of sales. And that is something that is undisputed. And that, like you said, unprecedented at this level. Because you think back to, like... WWE's heyday and uh, their most popular periods and things like that. You look at like WrestleMania X7 kind of time when they were kind of at their peak, ready to go kind of thing. And this is in more demand than then. That's crazy. That's that's crazy talk. And I know they're just a t-shirt company, quote hmm. unquote, right? Um, but now they they're actually starting to have proof to be like, no, we're an actual wrestling company, and we have many many fans that are very very interested in this. And I think people are just so eager to find an alternative to WWE and WWE's current product that they're gonna try and find all out. They're trying to find some of these uh, talents and some of these matches that are on this card. And like the thing with it as well is that when you go to a place like Chicago. Obviously, you've got a massive, rabid wrestling fan base in Chicago, but it's also accessible because it's kind of middle of America. It's easily accessible for the rest of America to get to as well. So it's really a prime location for them to be able to put on an event like this for people all over America and the world to get to because Chicago is still a place that people want to travel to anyway. So I think it's it's a good location for them to have a huge demand from all over the world. And they proved it with, with having nearly 73,000 people in a queue on the exact minute that t- tickets go live. They're starting to prove themselves in the wrestling world, Yeah, I'd say. Usually they say the first show, you'll get that curiosity bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second show is when you'll typically judge how hot a promotion is because the, the curiosity factor will be out of the way and then it's that th- then they sort of dip off for that second event. Mm-hmm. That's not the, that's not been the case for AEW. That is, of course, if you count All In as mm. an AEW show. Yeah. So All In had that sellout, Double or Nothing sold out more, and now this one has sold out more than that. Yeah. So now now it's it's really sort of the level where, and you know, this comes the same week as WWE Stomping Ground pay per view. <laughs> There's so many shots, but it's like everyone's favorite pastime now. Mm-hmm. Send out a screenshot of how many blue available seats there are on the floor plan for stomping grounds. It's absurd to think how much free space there will be in there. And then they have 70 or 1,000 people that wanted to go to this other arena that's probably going to be set up for a roughly the same amount of seats. Stomping grounds and all that are r- roughly the same uh, setup. I think it's somewhere between like 10 to... 13,000, I yeah. think, is uh, the Tacoma Dome is where they're going for stomping grounds. And it's roughly the same for the Sears Center as well. So I think having roughly the same capacity in two different arenas, granted, different periods in the year, one of them is on tomorrow after this goes up, and one of them is at the end of October. But that still doesn't excuse, like, this difference in quality, <coughs> this difference in demand for what would amount to be a wrestling show. <laughs> They're just two wrestling shows, yet one is it's so heavily in demand and one just cannot sell out for the life of it. Stomping ground, kicking ass, and taking names for our mailing list <laughs> so we can send you more updates to please buy tickets for yeah. our shows. Two, two for one, please come to our show. So we thought off the back of, because this news broke when we were out last Friday. We were. And we haven't really chatted about it in a ramble format. So we thought we'd do, we'd cover that as we just have. And then there was a lot of stuff that Tony Khan said this week, who is the president and sort of main financial backer of AEW in his interview with Stone Cold, Mm -hmm. uh, with the relaunch of the Stone Cold podcast, Mm. which is an interesting thing in itself. You're like, oh, I thought Stone Cold was very tied with WWE. And sure, he's had people like Meltzer on before, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see if there's any WWE guests 
like you know you, usually you'd see Sasha Banks or Kevin Owens pop mm-hmm. up on the Stone Cold podcast yeah but after Tony Khan maybe we won't I don't know yeah it's <laughs> gonna be very interesting to see the uh, the lifespan of this new uh, iteration of the Stone Cold podcast but. but but we'll go through that in a bit because what we just want to do is run through what what is next for AEW now like what is literally next and just everything we know about the promotion and what they've got planned for the next six months mm-hmm. so first up Next Saturday, mm. a week from today, Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. <laughs> which is their, I would say this is a B. It's interesting because they haven't got weekly TV yet. Mm-hmm. I usually get this when wrestling promotions started up. TNA, for instance, when they were NWA TNA, when they first began, mm. they did weekly pay per views. <laughs> Not a TV show. It was like a show here and a show there. And you'd. You get into it that way. And it, yeah, it's not structured like weekly TV, how you would imagine Raw and SmackDown. It's big show. A couple of weeks go past. Big show. Just to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so next Saturday is one of those. It's free on Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. All you've got to do is sign up and you can watch it. Uh, a way to drive subscribers to Bleacher Report, I mm-hmm. imagine. And just that the matches that we've got there, while this isn't a big A-level show, this is mouth-watering. Yeah. So you got Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen, who you weren't at the Progress show, were you? No, I wasn't. Yeah, so I saw Darby Allen there. He's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Elite versus the Lucha Bros plus Laredo mm-hmm. Kid. Mm-hmm. The Elite being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Already, yeah. You, you, you say <coughs> Kenny and the Young Bucks versus, you're like, yeah, yeah, well into it. And then you say the Lucha Bros, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you say Laredo Kid, who was just in the news for having an amazing match on AAA TV. Get, um, Dave Meltzer calling him, like, the next breakout star in the business. Like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. That seems like an A-show thing. But no, okay, sure. Because originally this seems like a pack spot to me. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was advertised as yeah. pack, I believe. So Lucha Bros and pack versus the Elite. Mm. Um which, you know, would have made sense if the original plans were for Pac to beat Paige and then mm-hmm. go and face Omega. Yep. And then that. I never really thought about that. Like, how, how if Pac didn't have those creative differences that mm. Meltzer reported, yeah. how would Moxley have fitted into the Omega stuff? Would they have still gone with that and just had multiple feuds? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it depends what would have main evented the show then, because it, would it have been that Paige versus Pac? kind of main event for the title kind of thing or would they have stuck with Jericho and Omega and then because I think Moxley would have interfered in the main event regardless of what it was yeah I think they wanted to end the show with Moxley coming out so it might have been he'd come out and start a feud with Paige or Pac if that was the main event or what he did just beat up Jericho Mm. and Omega and leave both of those open too and but also on the card speaking of John Moxley Mm. versus Joey Janela which is a Dream death match. Yeah, a nightmare match. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be good and terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just that, that John Moxley, Jimmy Havoc eventual match. Yeah, that's what I'm. Be... Uh, <coughs> speaking of him, a four way Jimmy Havoc versus Hangman Page versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. Mm. This is, you know, like, I, I'm looking forward to all the matches on the card, Moxley and Janela probably most. But then my low key one is this, because these are four excellent wrestlers who are AEW's mid-card. Yeah. And I'm just fascinated to see how that gets cemented and the dynamics that follow through from that. I'm also very excited to see Havoc in this sort of promotion. I know he's been with MLW, but... Absolutely. And I, I, unless my research is incorrect, this doesn't have some sort of any, any kind of hardcore or anything stipulation attached to it. Obviously, there's no DQs in a Fatal 4-Way, but I'd assume that they might have more of a wrestling match, which would be interesting to see how Havoc kind of fits in with that, because obviously his forte is the hardcore extreme spots. But to see him just have like a wrestling match against these other very good wrestlers not saying that he's not a good wrestler that came out wrong but <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys can can put on in a in a, in a wrestling match i'm very I've, excited i've always been confused about why a multi-man match is no dq i i, think I always think that th- should be a, a stipulation that's added yeah so i i think the logic behind it is that like if the if you have let's say you have a triple threat and one guy goes and gets counted out because you have DQs on it. I would think that would just mean they're eliminated and you now have the other two people. Mm-hmm. But I think the logic they had is that, well, if he gets DQ'd, then that means we need to have a winner because there's a loser. So they, yeah. they, 
the, the, the way around it would be to have an elimination rule oh, if see. someone yeah. DQs themselves. Sure. But like I, a three way dance. Yeah. As it would be an ECW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the only other. Well, the, there are other matches. I've just put down the ones that were most exciting uh, Best Friends versus SoCal Uncensored. Yeah. So that'd be fun. Good fun. Uh, yeah. So that's next Saturday, the 29th. Mm. Yep. You've got All Out on the 31st of August. Yep. And then weirdly in the middle, you've got Fight for the Fallen mm-hmm. on the 13th of July. Yep. Why isn't this at the end of the month? <laughs> this threw my OCD off hard. Because you've got Double or Nothing end of May, Fighter Fest at the end of June, and then this in the middle of July. <laughs> and then All July. Out at the end of August. Mm-hmm. Is, this, yeah. is this getting to you? No, not at oh, all. Okay, it's no, fine. it's just you. I don't mind it because it gives them, I guess, more time to build to All Out. Not that they have like weekly TV or anything like that, but there's more time for people to get excited for the big show and they've got less time to get excited for the charity show that's in between this because Fight for the Fallen is is done to raise funds for those who have been affected by gun violence in America. Great cause to do it. I mean, it is a, a, a charity show. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and then they've got six weeks to build until All Out afterwards, which I don't mind because they're building to another big kind of <coughs> All Out's their big, the big boy that they really want to promote. And I don't think they've announced any shows after after All Out. So I think they're kind of, All Out is on the horizon, but they've got to build to that first and then they'll get past that and yeah. then they'll see whatever's after that. So I think they, they're taking their time building towards uh, towards All Out. Yeah, I, I I get I get that point. Um, I can't I can't accept. It. <laughs> it's not enough. Uh, it's just not working for me. Uh, but that uh, that is also going to be free on Bleacher Report Live. Mm, yes. If you sign up, that was announced this week. So both of these B pay per views, I imagine they're just using as sort of prologue events to to show to Bleacher Report, hey, look, we can bring in these subscribers, mm-hmm. and then when we start charging for them, once we've got TV. This will all, you know, make everyone more money. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, Extreme Rules is the day after this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And I think Extreme Rules was probably announced before Fight for the Fallen was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I don't think that's a conscious thing. No. Um, but it is, it, it is, it's going to be a hard come down. Yeah. When, yeah, when we go so. from... Brandy, well, Brandy Rhodes versus Ali. That's what I've written down. Kenny Omega versus Chima, though, or Sima, mm-hmm. uh, the Japanese guy who wrestles out of China mm-hmm. for OWE. Like, that's, he was fantastic in the Strong Hearts uh, Six Man. Was yes. Was that what they were called? Sure. His his OWE faction against SoCal Uncensored yes. from Double or Nothing. Like, those guys were great. And he, like, for, for my money, he was the best one. Seeing him go up against Omega, mm-hmm. hard-hitting, strong style. Yeah. Exactly what Omega Showcase loves from match. Japan. Love that. But this this is the one. Yeah. Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> Spicy. I love it. Love it. I'm curious to see how they're going to build on all that storytelling <coughs> from Double or Nothing and the formation of those two together from their incredible match that they had. Which I think, apart from the mayor of Painesville, no one thought it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was the only one that was just like, "This will be the best match in all of wrestling ever." And to people be fair, like, he said that about every Gold Dust match. That's true. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, actually, he might have been right because <laughs> yeah. it was incredible. Um, and to have them have a match against arguably one of the best tag teams in the world, the Young Bucks, so excited for that. And and the Rhodes brothers are no slouches either. Oh, when they had those matches against the Shield oh, so back good. in 2013 I or 2012. I was so into that storyline. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was great um, stuff. Yeah, so I, I, just, I mean, that's more of a one-match card for me, uh, but I'm very excited. But to go from that to Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins <laughs> in a chairs match most likely the next night. No, no, no. Here's my prediction. It's going to be Shane and Baron Corbin versus Roman and Seth in a in a Extreme Rules tag match or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, take that, <sighs> Rhodes Brothers. We've got <laughs> Shield Brothers. Uh, but then, yeah, like we said, we've got six weeks, a uh, six-week gap pretty much for All Out on the 31st. Uh, I'm just speculating here. I assume there'll be a star cast attached to this. Uh, probably. As there was for All In and Double or Nothing. You'd think so. It's like a holiday weekend in America. But the only two matches announced are Omega versus Moxley, which was announced the day before tickets went on sale. Mm-hmm. Very smart 
timing of uh, information Very. to drive those sales. Not that they needed it, it no, seems. No. And then Jericho versus Page for the AEW championship to become mm-hmm. the inaugural champion but there's also another segment that's been announced this week absolutely yeah uh brandy Rhodes on the uh the road to fighter fest episode number three uh she announced that uh they're, they were going to have an unveiling of the AEW women's championship um similar to how bret hart <coughs> unveiled the men's championship at double or nothing uh the women's championship will be unveiled at all out um so we don't know who's going to be unveiling it or what it will look like or how the inaugural winner will be decided but we know that there will be a women's championship at all out don't know whether it will be contested for at all out or it would just be the unveiling at all out but we know it will be unveiled there which i'm very excited for because especially and interestingly enough uh sasha banks retweeted the link to that video um, where it was announced so maybe maybe that's caught sasha's attention she's like oh aw's got a women's title now maybe that's an option i don't know but regardless of Banks or not, they've still got some amazing talent um, in the AEW's women's division for Britt Baker, B Priestley, Nyla Rose, all of those guys to to mix it up for the women's championship. And I'm very excited for it. So that could potentially be another match or matches at uh, at All Out. Maybe they do like a tournament style or something to, to crown a first winner. You rooting for a butterfly design for that belt? Absolutely not. Something very bejazzled, <laughs> something shiny. Because we can't treat them the same as the men. Of course not. It's got to be, it's got to look pretty. Yeah, exactly. No, they, they can't fight for a belt. They've got to fight for a butterfly or a seahorse or a, a unicorn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, we're being facetious. We we want it to be an equal belt. <laughs> Please. I th- Please. If anything, do. I want it to be better than the men's. Yeah. I want it to be slightly bigger as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the, that's all out. But then after that, we have the speculated October TV launch. So it's going to then go on TNT, uh, which I they don't know. They haven't confirmed what day of the week it's going to go on. and They haven't confirmed when it's going to start yet. I imagine both of those announcements are going to come at the same time. One would think. Uh, the speculation for October being that the first of well, very close to the start of October will be the week after SmackDown moves to Fox. Yep. So v- normal viewing habits will be in a bit in disarray, so maybe they can capitalize on that. I think mm-hmm. it's a very smart move. Uh, of course, the, 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 you, you would want them to go on to Tuesday nights where SmackDown currently is, but there's, that might clash with the NBA on mm-hmm. TNT, so that's why it might have to be Wednesday. Yeah. But Tony Khan on this week's Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast explained a few bits about this. He confirmed it's going to be two hours live every week mm-hmm. and rather than coming from one location like TNA used to with the impact zone they're going to travel around mm-hmm. well they called it the asylum as well and uh, they'll yeah. travel around the states domestically at first mm-hmm. but he did say they've got ambitions eventually to go abroad we could go to a AWTV taping hopefully they do it at the copper box yes right round the corner it's Please not the best that. venue well it's, it's kind of a yeah it's echoey. It's not good for a beer festival, which is the only time I've been in there. Maybe it's good for sports. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that sounds really exciting. And the fact that they've gone for two-hour show is interesting because I feel like that's... that's lo- that's It's hard to say whether that's too long or not yet because we know that three hours is too long because Raw's done that, and we know from experience that's way too long to do every single week to have... Because then you get into a rut of repetitive matches and things like that. But also, they don't have a SmackDown to contend with as well. So that's an extra two hours of programming that WWE have to do. So maybe mm. they could pull off quite comfortably, i say, a two-hour show per week would be fine. I think two two-hour shows, like WWE used to do, might have even been too much oh, yeah. on its own there. But just one two-hour show um, should be good i'd say a, a perfect length because I, I i almost think with the amount of talent they've gotten a one hour show wouldn't be enough mm. so i think they might need to have a bit more than that um to actually showcase everyone properly um but yeah and then to have that capitalizing on that move from smackdown from tuesdays to fridays they could fill that sort really nicely either on the tuesday as you said but that might clash with the nba or on the wednesday so then we have wrestling on monday wednesday and friday and that would be great that would be awesome i'd be so into that hump day well yeah. you've got that with nxt mm. 
that's the clash, isn't it? I think because those are the those are the most likely crossover audiences that's NXT true. and uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, and the that Tony Khan also said that one of the main focuses when the TV launches is the tournament to crown the tag team champions. Mm. And he kept on putting over how important tag team wrestling is. And you look at the company, half of the co-executive vice presidents are the young bucks. <laughs> and of course they love tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Tag team wrestling is such... I, I love it too. It just provides such an interesting structure and a different structure to the, to the matches. On this week's SmackDown, when Seth and Kofi beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I've been turning it around in my head because initially I was like, they're the champions. They've both got title matches this weekend. Mm-hmm. Owens and Sami don't have anything really. Yep. It's just a, a throwaway match with the, the New Day. But then I thought afterwards, no, Owens and Zayn have been teaming together forever. A, a, a well-cohesive tag team should always be any random combination of people mm-hmm. in a tag match. Yes, they should. But, it's, but if they're in singles, you know, that's when the singles wrestlers can have an advantage. Mm-hmm. But this is like home turf for the tag team. Yeah. So I really hope they build, because you can do it, have the tag team division mean just as much mm-hmm. as the singles competitors. Yeah. But they're just kind of kept separately. Yeah. And, I, I, hugely exciting stuff. Yeah, me too. I mean, when you look at the lineup of some of the tag teams they've got already, ju- just saying... The Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. I'm already sold. Yeah, that's your new Day Usos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Those are going to be, I reckon, the top two teams that they've got there. And eventually, maybe they can get the revival. But then they're also building up uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy as well, or a potential tag team that they wanted to start up as well. So then you've got these kind of startup guys, and they're, they're early enough in their run as well where they can just build tag teams from the ground up. I mean, the revival were two single stars mm. in NXT who just got thrown together, and suddenly there's magic that happens. So AEW could do exactly the same thing. Just take two singles guys, because they've got plenty of them now, and even more more and more still coming. They're still signing people now. So they can grab two singles guys and put them together and make a magic tag team out of nowhere. And then you've got Cody Rhodes and Dustin now as well. And if they could manage it somehow, I don't think they'd be able to. But if they could get Golden Lovers over there somehow, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. They could get Kota Ibushi over. Yeah, where? you've also got uh, Super Smash Bros. who have been renamed. Yeah. Can't remember what they've been renamed to. Best Friends and Best SoCal Uncensored as well, are yeah. very experienced in this. That's another bit of news that came out on the Steve Austin podcast. Uh, Daniels, Christopher Daniels, is head of talent relations, mm. which is what Jim Ross used to be uh, in the Attitude Era. I think Triple H had that role for a bit in the last 10 years but the roles sort of migrated to be called something else yeah um so that that's a really important position and it just it confirms that daniels is an amazing backstage hand yeah and you know he's the sort of guy that communicates with all the talent mm-hmm. yeah uh but yeah it's it's hugely exciting so um all elite wrestling all elite wrestling all elite wrestling <laughs> just a t-shirt company <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Shark Tank. It's Patreon mailbag time. Unfortunately, we haven't got any crap gimmicks this week because this guy right here, Luke Owen, is still in Peru and we can't access his emails where everyone's been sending the emails to. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do an extended Patreon mailbag. We will catch up with all the crap gimmicks. It hasn't been... Eventually. Yeah, we haven't had them. We haven't... God, I can't remember the last time I did one. It's been, it's been since, since Mania, it's been a bit yeah. patchy with the crap gimmicks. I did get an email recently of someone saying, because Luke has such a backlog of emails, and he's going to when he comes back as well, because a lot of people will have emailed him while he's been on holiday, uh, they suggested that maybe we do a bonus episode at some point, if we can find some time, that is, of just doing just emails. Just gimmicks. And just yeah. getting rid of, well, not getting rid of them, but working through as many as we can. Uh, for a bonus episode. The Wrestle Ramble admin episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wrestle Ramble, please stop e- emailing us for a bit, please. <laughs> I must uh, say thank you very much to Karen Kapoor here. Uh, for That's not Karen, that's Luke <laughs> on Alarma. For, for making this graphic and switching it out with the, the current Wrestle Talk logo. He did the old one. And he also says, uh, if possible, can you give a shout out to my wife-to-be, Sally? We tie the knot in November, smiley face emoticon. Wow, congratulations. Say Ali. Say Ali? Say Ali. Thank you, Say Ali. Say Ali. Good luck with your exams. (laughs) That was meant to be a a joke about how I always get it wrong. Yeah, I know, yeah. But it just came off to sound like you're really young. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to say... Good luck at the weddings. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, right, the luck. Patreon mailbag from that guy who want to support. Since we're already more than halfway through the year, what are your favourite matches in 2019 so far? Ooh, favourite matches. So, slightly unfortunate. I've still not got the time to watch TakeOver 25 yet. Mm. And it's really annoying me because I've for like two weeks now, I've been like, right, I'll watch it this weekend and I can finally watch it. So I still haven't seen Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano yet. And I know I'm going to love it, but I haven't watched it yet. So I'm going to have to say Cole versus Gargano from the previous one or maybe Volta versus Pete Dunne, I'd say, from, mm. from those. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, obviously, it's Shane McMahon versus Miz at of WrestleMania. Course. Greatest match of all time. But if, if we move past that, mm. I just off the top of my head, Pete Dunne versus Volta. Mm-hmm. I'm not that enamoured by Paige Gargano one because yeah. I think the the first two falls were. You mean Cole Gargano one? What did I say? Paige. That's a different Paige. person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both got long hair and they're very attractive. Paige here. <laughs> Paige here. Uh, yeah, that because I wasn't that enamoured by the first half, but definitely yeah. uh, Gargano. Cole, Cole two. <laughs> that Baby. Was spectacular. Um, I, one of the most fun matches I've seen is that women's six. The the Japanese six woman mm-hmm. tag yeah uh, for for double or nothing I just thought that was tremendous. I'll also say um, uh, Giselle Shaw versus uh, Yamashita from Frontline that we yep. saw before had that a great time watching that much. Yep. Watching that much, obviously it was kicks. live, so it was better. Um, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. But I'm going to say actually, if I but it's between Walter and Pete Dunn and Cody and Dustin. It's mm. a great shout, yeah. Uh, Darth Almo. What do you guys think of Sasha Banks' return? <laughs> you only just read this now. See, I, I've pre-read some of them in advance. What do you guys think of Sasha Banks returning as a Doink the Clown parody called Bonks the Clown <laughs> or perhaps Mama Shango? So this is from some long-running trolling of me it's on amazing. the super chats and live chats of the Rambles mm. where Bailey Sting mm-hmm. is an often fantasy booked character switch totally into like i'm legitimately into bailey sting 
Because who'd have thought original Sting would work as like Crow Sting? But it worked. Mm. Probably more iconic than his first run. Yeah. Arguably. So you never know. She could work a creepy gimmick. You don't know. Mr. One asks, out of curiosity, how bad does WWE have to get for you guys to quit watching? I'm already there. Pretty much only watch you guys. My proxy finger on the pulse. <laughs> proxy finger. <laughs> Name your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I open myself um, up for that, which is the name of your sex tape. <laughs> This is going so well. Um, I mean, it. I've already stopped watching WWE at one point in my life. It was pretty bad. Uh, I can't say if there's like one definitive thing that would make me turn off from watching it because I think it would have to be a, a an accumulation of multiple things. Um, but I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, if this wasn't my job, yeah, it, yeah, I probably wouldn't be watching it. So. Yeah. If this wasn't my job, I'd only watch NXT. Mm-hmm. I would have probably fallen out of Ring of Honor by now because yeah. that's not been that good recently. Uh, and I'd watch the New Japan matches, like the mm-hmm. top matches. Yeah. And I'd just be waiting around for AEW. And I think that's. I think there's at least two million people like that in the United States who might not know yet that AEW exists, mm. but I, I'm hoping that they can tap into that. I'm not saying AEW is going to take WWE's existing fan base. No. They're going to appeal to the ones that have left. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I mean, there were upwards of nine million people watching back in the Attitude Era, yeah. and now it's only two million. Yeah. So there's there's let's say three million, at least three million people out there mm-hmm. who are predisposed to liking an engaging wrestling product. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, I would have I would have given up a long time ago on yeah. WWE. Probably when it was just Seth and. Roman versus Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. As much okay. as I, as much as I love Jericho and Owens, yeah. it was just that over and over again. Yeah. Three hour roars. That's when I first remember hating it. Yeah. See, I, I think uh, Owens and Jericho probably saved that for me. So I w- would have probably still watched. I would have been bored by it, but I would have been like watching it on the off chance that Owens and Jericho make more magic mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Because I just really love their act. I just watched that on YouTube. But yeah, that's like true. A clip. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sanderson says, with New Japan and Ring of Honor continuing to have a working relationship and not with All Elite Wrestling, could AEW benefit from a working relationship with Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I, d- <coughs> I don't know how much... Uh, hmm, it's hard to say, because I know obviously Impact would benefit hugely yes. from, from being associated with All Elite. Um, and I think there's probably a few guys on the Impact roster, because Impact's probably got one of the most solid in-ring products Hmm. that it's had for a long time, since the days of Styles and Joe and Angle and things like that. Um, So I'd say that they could definitely have some really good showcase matches with AEW talent as well, Um, but I just don't know whether it would be worth it for All Elite, because sure, they'd get these cool showcase matches, but they wouldn't really get much else out of it, because I think they're... Admittedly, since they've only done one show, they're already a much bigger name than Impact could ever hope to be, really. Mm. So it's hard to say because I mean they'd be great matches. As a fan, I'd like to see it because you get more more talent, more diverse matches, and some really good quality in ring production. But I don't know if it'd be worth it from a business standpoint for all of it. Yeah, that's it. MLW seem to have some sort of partnership with AEW, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, I can't see AEW sending their talent to Impact. Especially one of the stories came out this week. They blocked John Moxley from appearing on New Japan's G1 show mm-hmm. in the states, on you know, on like home soil. Uh, so I can't see why they would allow that to happen with a competing North American product mm. with Impact. Although yeah. I don't know how the MLW stuff plays into that too. Yeah. Ryan B, so I have two mailbag questions on two different subjects. The first one is about the recent fan interactions, like what happened with Velvet and Tyre and now Scarlet and even Natty a few years ago. Do you think these types of fans need to be banned for life from wrestling shows? Yes. Yeah, so this is just that it's uh, the Scarlet Bordeaux one was from Triple Mania this w- mm-hmm. like, well, over last weekend where they a fan groped 
uh, Scarlet Bordeaux when mm-hmm. she was on the barricade. Yeah. And she's said since, like, she didn't, she didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. But it did happen. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, any any fan that touches a performer. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. In, inappropriately. Mm-hmm. But be that a punch or a, mm-hmm. a grope. Yeah. You know, anything beyond just a hand. A high, high fives and handshakes are cool. High fives, hand pats. A back. Pat on the back back. when they're brawling through the crowd. Yeah. Those are okay. It's fine. Um, But yeah, anything beyond that, like a stunner. (laughs) Yeah. Or a a spear, Mm -hmm. I think. Or, of course, a grope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, lifetime bans. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. I mean, if they had some way of not knowing what's happening, like if they... I was going to... No, that's not even an excuse. No, yeah, they should. Never mind. Yeah, they absolutely should. And the second question is about the AEW TV deal. Do you think it should be a travelling show like Raw Smackdown Live or should it be a stay-at-home show like NXT is with Full Sail? Well, it's going to be a travelling show yes. and it should be a travelling show yes. because you, you'll exhaust the crowd and the local market. If they want to get into the, the touring business, mm-hmm. the touring business works so well in North America because it's so big and you can go from sh- uh, you know state to state to state to state and you don't burn out those crowds because... Mm-hmm. Very few people want to see wrestling live every week. Yeah. Only the most hardcore of hardcore yeah. wrestling fans could do that every single week. Because, I mean, it, I don't think I could. Like, even if there was a show at the Copper Box yeah. every week, two minutes walk away, I'd be like, I think I'll just give it a miss this week. I'll come back a couple weeks later because you, you get burned out. That's just what happens. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very smart move to have them traveling, and that's the way they should be doing it. I'm very excited for you to read this next one, by the way, because it's very good. Cool. Crinius, just listen to last year's August Ramble Club, rest in peace, great old format, mm. and burst out laughing when you, Ollie, said multiple times, put Lucha House Party on the main <laughs> roster, there is no way they won't get over. <laughs> so uh, I think this was in relation to 205 li- a 205 Live match Probably, they had, yeah. which was spectacular, mm-hmm. uh, against like to- some combination of Tony Nese. True Gulak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Random 205 live Cedric, name. Cedric, Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, is there any wrestler, tag team, or faction in this world that the main roster couldn't manage to ruin? I... Wait, couldn't manage... Couldn't to, manage couldn't, to ruin. So is there, is there any any act in the world that you could put them on the main roster and regardless of their booking, they'll still be fine? No. No, I agree. No, I may, I would have said that last year. I would have said, yeah, like, you know, Adam Cole's going to get over. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano's going to get over. Alistair Black, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And I know Kevin Owens is over, but I know what Kevin Owens really over mm-hmm. is like from Ring of Honor and I, NXT. Yeah, I mean, just look at even his main roster debut was fantastic. Yeah. It was amazing. And his first feud straight in with John Cena it was the perfect way to debut him. And then ever since then, just chip, 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 chipped away at him constantly. And now he's <coughs> mid-carder. Yeah, it's a real it's shame. A real shame. Um, Anthony Marine. Greetings, all. My question is, let's say a late 90s to early 2000s Vince McMahon thanos his way to present day. It's the wrong use of the Thanos verb. I know, verb. yeah. Thanos is to wipe out half of life, mm. not to travel in the future. Well, I mean... it. Te- technically, Thanos does do that. Avengers Endgame spoilers, but it's yeah. We already established what Thanos means. Uh, so. so I'm I'm just gonna re-edit that. Let's say a late '90s to early '90s Vince McMahon jumped to the present day and watched the current product. Do you think he will think it's good S word? Is this a new meme? I see it everywhere now. What? It's the Vince McMahon slightly smiling picture with the caption. That's good. Good S word. Good S word. It's from the uh, it's from the John Moxley Chris Jericho podcast when uh, he's constantly yes. saying to Moxley about all the things that he's saying. Are oh, these great ideas of it's him? It, yeah. It's such good S word. Obviously, saying the actual yes. word, yeah. but uh, yeah, and I think it was uh, it's Moxley's impersonation of him that I think <coughs> has managed to get this meme over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, I think he would think it's such good S word. Um, because I don't think he'd care about the product. He'd look at the numbers and be like, yeah, mm. yeah, it's great. Look at all this money we're making. Way more M- money than the late 90s. Must be such good S word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the important thing. To, that's a really good point. Because I would have said if he watches the, you know, if you're, if you're used to rock, 
Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, mm. Steve Austin. And then you go to the 2019 and he's watching, you know, rather tired crowds, three-hour <laughs> roars. I, I think he'd, yeah, I think he'd go from a product standpoint, what is this garbage? Yeah. But then someone goes over to him and says, oh, by the way, we're the only promotion <laughs> in the world yeah. at this level. Yeah. And we're secured for, for like 10 years with the Saudi yeah. Arabia deal. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, if it works, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's good S word. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Nicholas Andrews, who do you guys think will win the G1 Climax and what match are you most looking forward to? I'm torn right now between Osprey and Kota Ibushi as I think both men are the future of the company. Yeah, that's Correct. a very good shout. Yeah. And as for the match I'm most looking forward to, Jeff Cobb versus Tomohiro Ishii. I'm so excited for that. As that match should be amazing like the Ishii versus Keith Lee match you guys are very fond of. Yeah. Uh, that is a fantastic shout with Cobb versus Ishii. That should be so much fun. Um, and for a winner, I think you've got two great shouts with Osprey and Ibushi. Uh, <coughs> I... I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kenta. I've just got the blocks yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenta back in New Japan. Yeah, well, not back in, he was never in New Japan. But... Yeah, Kenta back in Japan. Kenta outside of WWE. <laughs> outside of WWE, yeah. Um, I think... I get I get the feeling, Jay White might win the whole thing. I reckon Ooh. as an outside the box pick, I think they might. Uh, I think either he's going to win or he's going to have a really good showing in the G One. Got to remember the think. winner potentially main events Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably Ibushi, actually. Ibushi would be a great shout as well. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think Ibushi to win, and the match I'm most looking forward to though is probably. Takagi versus Ishii. Mm. Looking at that. That's a good one. Yeah. Or ta- Takagi versus Moxley, just because I'm curious how that will work out. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, Steve Hrad. How many patrons do we need to get a female crew member? Don't get me wrong, you guys are great, but can we get a little diversity up in here? Mm. Well, we've got That'd a female. <laughs> She's called SoCal Val. Yeah. She hosts Russell. <laughs> she hosts the weekend videos. Glad you're keeping up. <laughs> uh, the, the, the unfortunate thing is our viewer base is, is 97% male. Correct. Uh, and I'm just assuming those 3% are people who accidentally clicked <laughs> the wrong button when they set up their YouTube accounts. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very male-dominated product. It is. Uh, it's, you know, it's very... Appeal the, the the fan base is mostly male, uh, and I'm not a fan of just getting people in who don't know anything about you know like all of us we're very passionate about wrestling and we're fans. Mm. I wouldn't want to get someone in from like oh they're a good host but they don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah. So until I find that that perfect mix of which Val is it's, you yeah know, yeah yeah Val Val is very much but she's we can only get her in a few times but yeah we're just we're we're looking for great people. Yeah exactly. We I'm I'm. I'm blind for all, all, uh, <laughs> any prejudice. Wilco, as per your conversation in Saturday's Wrestle Ramble, how do you feel about the creation of another belt? Oh my God. Just a thought, but maybe rename the Universal Championship as the Raw Championship and the WWE Championship as the SmackDown Championship. You could then create a new cross-brand <laughs> WWE Championship <laughs> to crown the first, and then it goes into fancy booking. Um, no, because then those belts become mid-card belts and the current mid-card belts become undercard belts pointless European title yeah Uh, the answer is not more belts no the answer is just booking what you've got more effectively yeah they've got all the tools to have an amazing product they've got all the tools all the belts they need all the talent in the world of writing staff they've got the budget they've got everything they need global audience to have one of the best products in the world, they just don't have it because <laughs> they just don't want to book it right. Ironically, it's it because one big tool is, <laughs> is in control of it. Uh, and finally, Guide Dog Guy says, what does everybody think of the conspiracy theory floated around by Vince Russo this week where he claims WWE and AEW are working together in order to inflate a Monday Night Style war? This was, this was brilliantly joked about on Screen Grapple a couple mm. of weeks ago. Yes, it was, uh, it was pretty great. Um, yeah. I, no. Look, anything's possible. It is. Everything's happened in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But what's more likely? Mm. Just a new promotion starting up, created by people who are very disenfranchised with an underpar product, 
or or WWE, this company that is obsessively paranoid about any other companies starting up, starting up another company <laughs> outside of themselves to compete with them. It's ludicrous. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, in an, an industry such as wrestling that's very secretive and no one really knows the inside details until an insider tells you them. Like, we didn't, we had inklings about what the creative process was like in WWE, but we didn't know for sure until John Moxley told us so on a podcast. And he said all the things we'd already been thinking. We were like, hey, we were right. Awesome. Um, but when it's secretive, we might not know all the details. Sure, there's that possibility. But also, wouldn't you think that there might have been just a hint of a rumor? gone around that someone at some point might have conned on his like, oh by the way guys AEW is a WWE product just, so, <laughs> just kind of throwing it out there like because you'd, you'd need more than just like Vince to just be like by the way we're just going to make AEW now there'd be a team you'd have to get people on board to help with that you need a whole separate section Vince isn't well he's, a, he's actually not human I was going to say he's not kind of super human but he kind of is because I don't think he ever rests or sleeps mm. But, like, he physically does not have the time to run WWE, XFL, and AEW and oversee everything to do with all three of those. No. It, it's, it's not happening. It's not. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking Vince McMahon to AEW. <laughs> but, hey, we might be eating our words just yeah, like there was maybe. the Lucha House party. <laughs> there is no way they won't get over. So we've got another uh, email here. From Abhiram Gudimela, I'm going to say. Nice. Potentially. Hello to those British people in a midlife crisis talking about wrestling. That's a bit harsh. Midlife. Midlife. Sounds like 40. Yeah, I hope I'm not in a midlife crisis. Because I am 25. Mm. Does that mean I'd only live to 50? It's a bit young. I forgot how old I was the other day. (laughs) I said I was 30, but I'm 31. Big difference. But like when I was your age, Mm. I used to jokingly tell people my exact like 25 and three eighths yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or stuff like that just to just to be funny but i was aware of how old i was Absolutely, all the yeah. time yeah I'm, I'm 25 and six months i'm 25 and eight months yeah but now i, I legit i'm just i think I, my mind now works in multiples of five <laughs> so i'm gonna be 35 one day yeah but i've been 30 up until the age of 35 makes sense makes perfect sense <clears throat> uh and then it says minus andy Makes yeah, sense. of course. Yeah, uh, Blake Ham is such a piece of crap. I've, ema- <laughs> I've emailed in today to declare myself as Blake Ham's number one fan. Here's why. Maybe he is the king of the SWAT nation. <laughs> it's only fitting that I be his number one fan because you guys and I agree that he has a great name. And I think you guys and I also agree that my name is probably one of the hardest ones to pronounce. <laughs> Since Blake Ham's name and my name are essentially opposites to each other... <laughs> And it says, channeling my inner Luke. It just makes sense. Just makes sense. Uh, Also says, also, Pete, great job on the podcast. You've been doing great with Luke Gone. Thank you. Uh, Regards, potentially Blake Ham's number one fan, Abhiram Gudimela. I'm going to say. A humble person wouldn't have read out that compliment, Pete. I'm reading the email verbatim. Come on now. I I did do it in the NXT podcast. Someone wrote in like a whole paragraph about talking like, well done for me doing stuff while I was away. And I was like... I'll skip it. I've read it. Thanks. (laughs) But I don't need to read that out on a podcast. Um, But yeah, thank you very much for your email, Abiram. And maybe we have a Blake Ham number one fan now. Maybe. Wow. This is getting out of control. Dark Luke's going to get back and I'm going to be like, he's going to say, so what's happened? Well, everyone's getting pinned on Raw now. (laughs) Like like, like I said, there's 85 pins a a match Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. And also Blake Ham has replaced us all. <laughs> Who's Blake Ham? Oh, he's just this he, like it's worth it actually. Yeah. When you read his accomplishments, you'll mm-hmm. agree that he should replace all of us. Absolutely, yeah. He, he's such a piece of crap. Um and then we've got one last email. We not might not get a chance to read all of it because it is a long email, but it comes from Scott Howard the Duck, who is a twenty-five dollar yeah. pledge hammer. Says a very cheery hello to Chopper Pete Ollie, not to Luke because he's still in Peru. El Fakador and housemate Simon from twenty-five dollar pledge hammer Scott Howard the Duck. Quack quack. <laughs> uh, and most certainly not a hello to the dastardly R-rolling Randall Keith Datsun, or to <laughs> you, Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Nice. You with your beautiful family while also bettering yourself academically. <laughs> How dare you? 
Apologies for a slightly longer email, but I broke it down to three parts, so hopefully that helps. I just wanted to express my appreciation and gratitude to you all for your con consistently engaging on fun content, as I understand what trying to create content based off the WWE product is like. Though nowhere near as consistent or timely as WrestleTalk's episode myself and a few mates tried to get a wrestling review podcast off the ground a few years back. We had a blast for about 14 episodes, June 27 to... June 2017 to June 2018 before life took over and made keeping up with the product impossible with my traveling work schedule. And to be honest, our passion has flagged during the never-ending universal reign of Brock mm. and you guys were do it, just doing it better. So as someone who has tried to make a wrestling podcast and, and someone who currently works in producing live streams for large conventions professionally, <sighs> I should probably breathe at some point, I know how hard it is. You have entertained me through 18 states, three countries, and a loss of 50 pounds. Here's the WrestleTalk Get Better part. Way. After enduring some well-meaning chatter from my dad, who was trying his new keto diet for a few months, I heard Ollie mention it. I'd been sitting comfortably at 220 pounds, 99.7 kilos. Thank you. And five foot ten, uh, I decided that I should, I could stand to lose a few pounds, slash improve my health in general. Since starting that diet on January 2nd, I'm happy to report that through intermittent fasting, changing my diet to strictly keto-friendly food, meat, cheese, fat, and veggies, and committing to regular bouts of DDP yoga, bang, uh, he says, high five Luke, as of June 20th, I'm down to 170 pounds and feeling great. Picks attached for reference, and yes, I have clothes on, Ollie. Well done. Uh, there's still more. For the clothes. Yeah, well done for the clothes. Not for not for losing weight. No, that doesn't matter. Uh, so to anybody in the SWAF nation who wonders whether they can make a change to take it from me, yes, you can. Set goals and stay accountable. All of this to say, you all made me feel like I had my mates with me no matter where I was or how much I was sweating. Very sin sincere thank you to the entire WrestleTalk family for your time, sweat, and sacrifice for us. Much love to you all. Now, on to the real matter at hand. The dirt sheets debate. <laughs> oh no! Well, first off, well oh, done. Well yeah, done well, thank, for the, thank you very the fifty much pounds. Um, yeah. So the, I'll, I'll I'll paraphrase this one to make it a bit smaller. But uh, it says I work in an office where I'm not live uh, when I'm not live streaming, and I just noticed because of this debate that our company toilet paper is not perforated. It, instead of small rolls, it comes in huge drums of toilet paper yes. that they socket onto the holders in the wall. And boy, is it thin. Uh, with that said, I'm usually a crumpler transitioning to a folder to finish um, using oh, Ollie's method. Just for the, 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 the touch-ups. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Uh, attempting Ollie's method, I have determined that with single-ply corporate toilet paper, crumpling is the way to go if you want to stay clean. Um, uh, normal toilet paper circumstances, three sheets with two folds sounds about right to me. That's my method. Thank mm. you very much. Um, he said he's got to give Ollie credit for his hot dog folding method, which did add a new level of coverage to the process. Um, what would you do in the corporate toilet paper scenario? Truly, thanks again and support WrestleTalk. Love from Scott Howard the Duck Quack Quack. Let me see if I can find those pictures for you while you do your answer. You know the uh, the sort of sports bottles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would get one of those and mm -hmm. I would create my own B-Day. <laughs> I'd squat over the toilet and I'd just funnel, funnel water on that area mm -hmm. to get it clean. Perfect. And then I'd take out... About five meters mm -hmm. of the, the paper, scrunch it all up mm -hmm. and sort of gyrate on it. And then <laughs> I'll put it in the toilet and block it for the rest of the day. Gyrate on it? Yeah, just to, okay. to dry, dry down. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I think okay. that's the cleanest way. I cool. hate that tissue paper. Yeah, it's not it's great. So, and you're like, it's still two sheets, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. like how they separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why bother? Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah. Why not? This is still, this is less than paper. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, today's mm. toilet talk. Oh, we've got the pictures for you, Ollie. This is uh, uh, Scott Howard the Duck. Scott Howard the Quack. Duck looks that's great a, there. That's a before. That's and a And then pre. an after as well. Whoa. Yeah. Well Which is done. Really cool. That looks like a different guy. And it's he's also got a much bushier beard. Yeah, that works out. It frames the face well. It does, yeah, very much so. I feel like he look. He's got happy eyes. He does have happy eyes. He's got happy eyes. His smile looks contagious. Is he, what I'd say. I think that's the smile of a man who knows something we don't. <laughs> Maybe he's Blake Ham. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be it for the you weekend. You think it'll just ramble. end up like a Spartacus thing, <laughs> or or uh, V for Vendetta, where everyone is Blake Ham. <laughs> Blake Ham masks. We being are all printed. Blake Ham now. Uh, well, that's going to be it for the weekend ramble. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's uh, chat. Uh, Ollie and I will be back on Monday for the Stomping Grounds review. Sorry, what what pay per view? Uh, Stomping Grounds time to kick ass and take names. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing that on Monday, and then it will be Luke's back for Raw and SmackDown and NXT and the weekend rambles and all the stuff that you guys know and love. And I'll be back to doing my own thing, I guess. 
But thanks for listening, guys. See you later. I'm not doing Come a chop phrase. Catch you on the flip side. I said it last time, so I'll say it again. No, that's rubbish. I know it it's rubbish. Chopping. I know it does. Chop you later. Chopping is my favorite composer. <laughs> <laughs> chop you later. I can't believe I just said that. Goodbye. Chop you. And if I, if I chop you later, and if I don't see you, and if I don't see you, chop you afternoon, chop you evening, and no, chop just night. chop. Just chop. Chop afternoon. Chop afternoon. It sounds weirder. <laughs> chop afternoon. Chop evening. Start from the beginning. <laughs> chop you later. And if I don't see you, chop afternoon, chop evening, and chop night. <laughs> Love you all. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.